Thank you very much, everyone. That's lovely. So a few quick notices before we make a start. Uh, our prayer group's going to be this Wednesday on Zoom at 8 o'clock. On Tuesday, Jill and I, this Tuesday, have got a, an interview with the national leadership team of uh, Elim, and that's at 11.45, and it's going to last 30 minutes. Uh, my portfolio, which I was just thinking about, well, I've been thinking about a lot for a long time, but I've just calculated that it's 285 sides of A4 at the moment. Ooh. And uh, so, oh. so I've written quite a lot, but, uh, but it's got to be in uh, a week tomorrow. So hopefully I might write another few thousand words or something on Monday, but then that's it. So Tuesday's the interview. Tuesday's my deadline for finishing the uh, portfolio as well. And then we're going to send it off on the Wednesday. Uh, also on Tuesday, uh, we always have a, a, an email from uh, myself to all of you, and I know most of you open it, that's brilliant, but now and again, uh, I don't pre, well, let me go back a bit, usually for the video, the song video, I've thought about it months in advance, and there's a long list that I've got on, on my computer that I just say, oh yeah, now this is the one, but this week I watched a brilliant video I'd never seen before, and so I want to encourage you, if you don't normally uh, look at the song link, you just think, oh, yeah, it's just one of John's ideas. Look at it this week. It's fantastic. Really that's, good. That's, yeah, Jill looked at it yesterday as well. Because you'll think, ah, oh, fantastic. All the ones I put on, I think, are good. But this is fantastic. So if you don't normally click on the link, click on it this week because it's fantastic. I can't help myself. It's brilliant. <laughs> this week... Uh, today we're taking communion. This isn't just something we had left over from last night. It's uh, we're taking communion together this morning. So if you've got your elements already, that'll be really good if you could do that. We're going to have some breakout rooms in a little while when we're finished as well. But Margaret, I think you just um, you can, we can hear you. Just what, put yourself on mute there. That'd be really handy for when we get singing, if that's okay. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. Brilliant. So let's pray then. And then we're going to praise the Lord together and learn and pray and just meet together. It's what God's family does, isn't it? So let's pray just now. Lord, we're really grateful that we can meet again like this. Lord, we'd be even more grateful when we can meet physically. But we are grateful for today that we can meet and see each other and connect with you and with each other. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. Lord, come and meet with us. Help us to hear you speak to us as we submit ourselves to you. Amen. 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 So we're going to sing, give thanks to the Lord, our God and King, his love endures forever. Remember, that's right from the Bible, all these, uh, a lot of these words that we sing, and this is a, is a great song. Sing praise, sing praise. 
The priestly blessing. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them.
When I took over from Paul at creating the order of services for the evening service in January 29, I always made sure that the prayer that Moses' brother prayed over Israel was included near the end of the service each time. And each service was a slightly, had a slightly different translation to di the different nuances. So you can look at all these on our website if you want to. But brilliantly today, Paul is going to just explain and tell us why Moses' brother's prayer is so significant, not just for the Israelites, but for us today as well. So I'm going to pray for him. And then he's going to tell us all. And I'm going to be on the edge of my seat because it's a great prayer, just like all these other prayers we've been hearing about these last few weeks. So, Lord, thank you for your uh, inspiration for us. And Lord, thank you that you inspired Aaron to pray for the people of Israel. Lord, as we learn more about this prayer, help us to be influenced by you today. Bless Paul and help him to speak with your authority and your strength. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. <clears throat> uh, John has entitled this talk a blessing, as he's just explained. And that is just what this passage of scripture is. It's a blessing given by God to Moses to be prayed by Aaron, the high priest and his descendants over the people of Israel. Only the high priest was allowed to give it. And it was acknowledged as God's blessing over his people especially for them, and emphasizing God's special relationship with them. As God's chosen and adopted children, as we're told in Ephesians 1.5, we also today are covered by the Aramaic blessing, as it's known. And as we look at it more closely, I hope you will realize what a truly great blessing it is. It's interesting that John there was saying that uh, it was on the evening prayer things that he did. Those of you that have been to some of the funeral services that I've taken will know that it's also the blessing that I pray over those who are assembled for that particular funeral at the end of the uh, service for that funeral. Uh, as it, I think it's a really great blessing to pray at that particular point for those who are believers and also those who are not yet believers, that it may just say something particular into their hearts at that time. Eleanor read us the uh, more traditional version of the uh, prayer, but I thought it'd be interesting today to have a look at the original Hebrew translation as provided by the ancient Hebrew Research Center and then to explore that a little more closely in the context of the original Hebrew. So here's that translation. Yahweh will kneel before you presenting gifts and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, bringing order, and he will beautify you. Yahweh will lift up his wholeness of being and look upon you and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. You may be a little surprised as I was at the thought of Yahweh, that's God, kneeling before you. Uh, but as Jeff Benner, who is the Hebrew scholar who has provided this translation, explains, 
if you were speaking to your young son or daughter or granddaughter or grandson, I wanted to go convey something special and important to them as this blessing surely is, then I believe that you would not tower over them and speak to them from a great height as they would see it, but rather you would kneel beside them so that you're on the same eye level as them. This is what all the great teachers about how to deal with children tell us. And it's so true. You want to be on the same eye level as them. And then you can see the sincerity. They can see the sincerity in your face as you speak to them. And you can see the understanding in their eyes as they listen to you. Kneeling also takes away the sense of an overpowering, oppressive being dictating to you and replaces it with that of a caring and compassionate God who wants to build a personal relationship with you and give his gifts and blessings to you. In the NIV version, we read in verse 24b, and keep you. In the Hebrew, it is much more than keep. It is and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Doesn't that sound far more reassuring than keep? The Hebrew is derived from the word for thorn and gives the picture of the nomadic Jews who, when moving their herds of cattle and sheep around, built a protective corral around them at night from the thorny bushes around them and then guarded the animals. In other words, God will build a hedge of protection around you but not only that, he will then guard you to make sure that no harm comes to you. How amazing is that? In the next sentence, Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, bringing order. And he will give you comfort and sustenance. We learn here that God will hold nothing back from us. He will show us every aspect of his personality. Shine, as it says in the NIV translation in the Hebrew, has the sense of God's light shining in the dark places of our lives where chaos and disorder rule. And as we allow him bringing order into that darkness. The next bit is really exciting, I think. The NIV says, be gracious to you. When we look at the Hebrew, as we've read, it translates as he, that's God, will give you comfort and sustenance. It's not something we need to ask for as we walk in his ways. God will give us out of his generosity and his love, comfort and sustenance. Don't you think that's amazing that wherever we find ourselves or in whatever circumstances we are, we have God's promise that he will give us comfort and sustenance. It reminds me and hopefully you too of Psalm 23 verse 4, where it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That word comfort again, and that hedge of protection to bring us comfort. The rest of the psalm, as you know, goes on to talk about sustenance. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now let's have a look at that last sentence again in the Hebrew translation. Yahweh will lift up his wholeness of being and look upon you and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. Again, there is the sense of God showing everything of his self to us, holding nothing back so that we know that we can trust and respect him completely. And we do that to get this brilliant phrase. He will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. It is this word shalom, which we translate as peace, but it is so much more than that. In the original Hebrew, again, it speaks of making restitution. When a person has caused another to become deficient in some way, such as a loss of livestock, it's the responsibility of the person who created the deficiency to restore what has been taken, lost or stolen. The verb shalam literally means to make whole or complete. And the noun shalom has the more literal meaning of being in a state of wholeness or being without deficiency. So God is promising here that he will put in place everything they, the Jews and we as his people need for us to be complete and whole before him. The Israelites and we fall short of what he has provided through our frailty. And it's through only through the ultimate blessing of God sending, <coughs> excuse me, his only son, Jesus, to live among us and to die on the cross, to take away the sins of the world and to carry them on his shoulders. And then our repentance and belief in him as the son of God, that we can receive fully that shalom in God's eyes and stand before him complete because of Jesus. But even then, Jesus knew that we would need reminding of that sacrifice that he made and gave us the blessing of the Lord's Supper. So that as it says in 1 Corinthians 11, as Jesus gave them the bread and the wine, he said this, he said, do this in remembrance of me. As we share communion together shortly, perhaps as we think of the sacrifice that Jesus made, we can also think about the shalom, the peace of God, which Jesus felt was so important that it was one of the last words that he gave us before ascending into heaven. You may remember that John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Note again, as Jesus spoke to the Israelites through the Aaronic blessing, promising them that he would give them comfort and sustenance 
So Jesus here promises his disciples that he will give them his peace again. That shalom peace that gives us wholeness. If we will accept it fully and trust in him. And as a consequence, Jesus tells us that we don't need to have troubled hearts, nor do we need to be afraid. In these troubled times with the COVID pandemic, the US elections in turmoil, and our own politicians struggling to sort out Brexit, we might be forgiven for thinking that God seems to have forgotten us. But we know deep down that he would never do that. And despite everything that is going on, he is still on the throne. He is still in control. He still has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And that we can trust in him completely for all of our needs. For it says, does it not in Numbers 6, 26, Yahweh will lift up the, his wholeness of being and look upon you, and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. He will take care of us in all things because he loves us. A personal reminder of this has come to me literally in the last few weeks, where I've seen the blessing of my own family of brothers and sisters becoming much closer together as we have prayed together and shared together our thoughts and concerns for my brother-in-law, Paul, who I think most of you know, has been in intensive care and in an induced coma for some weeks now, as the doctors try to find the root cause of his illness. We don't know what the outcome will be, but I do know that God has used it to give Trish, Paul's wife and me, an opportunity to witness God's love to those of our family who don't yet know God in a way that we have never done before. And they are all so appreciative of the love and prayers that you are praying for Paul. Blessings come in different ways in the Bible, some spiritual, some emotional, and some physical or practical. I tried to Google how many blessings there are in the Bible. It quickly became apparent that there are so many different blessings and people when they're doing their sums look at different types that to give a different definitive number is nigh on impossible suffice to say there are a lot it reminded me of the good old hymn that we sing occasionally written by johnson oatman jr when upon life's billows you are tempted tossed when you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And the last verse says, So amid conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend, help and comfort give you to your journey's end. I was also reminded of a conversation that we had at a luncheon club one afternoon where Robert and Angela and Peter and Dorothy were trying to hard to remember a blessing from their childhood. They remembered part of the first line, may the road. And by the power of Google, we were able to find this ancient Celtic blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. 
May the sun shine warm upon your face, the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hands. It encompasses the emotional, the practical and the spiritual. What is obvious as you go through the Bible is that God wants to bless us in so many ways. And whatever is happening in our lives, we can trust him to be there beside us, wanting to bless us. Let me finish as we started by praying over you the Aramaic prayer, Aaronic prayer in the Hebrew translation. Yahweh will kneel before you presenting gifts and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, bringing order, and he will beautify you. Yahweh will lift up his wholeness of being and will look upon you, and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Paul. You might think, well, why did I ask Paul to talk about that this morning? It's very easy. There's often a reason why I ask people to do things. When I sort of conclude an email, it depends who I'm saying it to, but it might be kind regards, best wishes, see you later, all the best. Paul always says, blessings. Is that right, Paul? It is. <laughs> and so the reason I asked Paul to talk about this today is because every time he concludes his email to me. Now, let me tell you, I've had lots of emails from Paul over the years. Every time he says blessings. And that's a really good example that I want to be a person that doesn't just say the word or type the word. But I want to give people blessings. I want to say, here you are. The Lord bless you and keep you. So thank you, Paul, so much for sharing about that. And I thought it would be interesting, people would be interested to ask to know why I asked you to share, because you are a man that gives blessings. And I wanted everyone to know that too. What a blessing you are to us, Paul. Thank you. We're going to worship God together then now with a couple of songs. You are not a God created. We're going to start with. Oh, God. 
for the sign. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's pray. Um, 
Lord, we want to thank you for one more day of, of life that you give us. We thank for your protection and for your blessing every day. We know that not everyone can make this prayer and for this reason we pray for them. For those who at this moment are sick, they have needs and are suffering. We pray for your grace and mercy. We pray for healing and also for restoration in their heart. We pray for a revelation of your love and your person in their life and faith and hope be restored in their life again. You're amazing God and we love you. Please have mercy for people lost their faith and hope during this hard time. Amen. God, we pray for the new generations, adolescents and youth people who are living the situation of global instability due, due to, to corona, COVID-19. We pray that their life and future are changed according to your will, not the COVID-19 will. That they know you as we know you. That they adore you as we adore you every day. We pray for the leaders of youth and adolescents. Give them wisdom and strategies to sow your word in their life. Not only your word, but example and love. That we pray for those who are not being born, for those who are being forbidden to, the born, to be born, and mercy for those lives that you love so much. We pray against abortion, against the killings of so many children, that we can be their boys to ask for help and save them through our daily prayer for them. Can we pray for the war situation that is causing this COVID-19, the ambitions and bad decisions of government in all the world? Clearly, knowing that there is it's more than COVID-19 that causes fear, division, and internal war between families or eating disorders, mental disorders, emotional disorders, physical, and government. And it's more than this. And we pray for your help in all this, that your kingdom be extended much more, and that, the, and that people can... We're going to keep on praying because uh, Yvette sent me the prayer points anyway, because I ask all the people who lead us in prayer to uh, to do that. So I've just got a, I haven't seen where she got up to. So I'm just going to find out. Yeah, we pray for the world situation that is causing this COVID-19, the ambitions and bad decisions of governments in all of the world, clearly knowing that there is more than COVID-19 that causes fear. Uh, division. Sorry. Are you right? I'll, I'll just yes, keep on praying, Vets. So keep no, on going. Sorry. No, no, everything's fine. Just keep on praying. Everything's Brilliant. fine. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. What is the last part you hear? Because I, I didn't realize when I was caught for fear. Hello. I was just reading about there is more than COVID nineteen that causes fear. Yeah. Uh -huh. eh? Okay. Yeah, it's more than COVID-19 that causes fears, division and internal wars between families, 
eating disorders, mental disorders, emotional disorders, physical and government, and much more of this. God, we pray for your help in all this, that your kingdom be extended much more and that people can meet you and know you, who you are. In the Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's so much. Thank you. Thank you, Yvette, so much. That's great. We're going to come and take communion over the next sort of few minutes, and we're going to be thinking about what Yvette's prayed and, and what Paul reminded us about earlier as well. To help us to do that, I'm just going to read part of a psalm out, Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. What beautiful blessings God is continuing to give us. Not just his death 2000 years ago that we're thinking about now, but every day as we spend time with him and acknowledging him as our Lord and Saviour, so new things just change in our lives. We're going to sing When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, and it's always that last verse that gets me, perhaps it is for you, that God's given us so much, blessed us so much, and the only thing that we can give in return is our soul, our life, and our all.
Thank you, Lord, for lifting us out of that terrible, awful, stinky, slimy pit. Thank you, Lord, for putting a new song in our mouths as you make us stand on that firm foundation. Lord, we are so grateful, not just for you dying for us, but not casting us off, even now, wanting to spend time with each of us, blessing us, treating us as your children, loved children. We are grateful, Lord. So let's take the bread together and just say thank you, Lord, so much for your continued blessings in our lives. Thank you for your death on the cross as well. Perhaps as we're quiet, before we take the wine, we can pray for those who are feeling ill at the moment. Remember, by his stripes we are healed. So let's just spend maybe 30 seconds just praying for those that we know of who are ill, asking the Lord to bless them, or not just ill physically, but mentally as well. Thank you, Lord, for your death for us and your death for our friends and family. Thank you, Lord, even for the testimony we've heard from Paul already today about him and his family sharing with others about knowing you. Lord, give us those opportunities as well to share about you and your transforming and life changing power and joy that you give us. Amen. Amen. Changes not thy compassions, they fail 
Thank you for your mercies every day. Thank you for your love and your, yeah, your uh, provision every day. Thank you. Yes, Lord, I just thank you for your faithfulness, which... Yes, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. God, I thank you for the truth that we read in your word and that you speak into our hearts, which has the power to get rid of all the lies that we can hear and, and that we can take hold of. Oh, God, thank you for your truth and the power in it. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Lord, for giving us a hope and a future. Blessings not just in the past, not just in the present, but blessings in the future too. Amen. Amen. Hope for tomorrow. Amen. Amen. just sing one more song together then it's going to be another video just reminding us that God hasn't finished with us yet God has got us in his hands and wherever we face ourselves today whether it's in a good place or a hard place we know that he wants to cuddle us and love us and bring us through and uh, help us wherever we are
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and all those that you love that aren't with us today, that we really are missing, whether they're in this country or another country. The Lord bless them too. And the Lord give us all peace. Thank you, Lord, for meeting with us today. Thank you for speaking to us. We are so grateful. Amen. Amen.